Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. A very special edition here. Got Alexander Bohannon back in. What up? What up? So we had the uh, the pleasure of uh, interviewing Jim Venable. Yeah, the honor. That was amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, that was, this point is a few weeks ago, and I'm just still like, I know. that happened? And the uh, it's crazy just because like how cool he was. And he, if you listen to the episode, he actually mentions, oh, you know, I can send you these tracks if that helps. And we're like, sure. Yeah. And, but they actually did. Yes, the tracks, <laughs> the tracks he referenced. They are, they are sent and they're here and they're here. You're about to hear them. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're here about to hear them here. Hey. It's like Tunes Tunes, but here, here. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Oh I my can't God, get away yeah. from that theme. I'm, I'm so corny. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's nah, us. but uh, it was really cool that he just kind of offered that up. He sent us, you know, I think four or five tracks and then even some sheet music for one of them, yes, their songs. So I'm absolutely. like, oh, my God. Yeah. And so I thought it would be a really interesting format to kind of sit down and talk about these clips individually. Uh, you know, we got to listen to them and everything. And so just kind of our take on them and wh- what kind of vibes we got from them and stuff. And so, yeah, I think we'll just get right into it, right? Yeah. Uh, so the first one we did was the uh, the Powerpuff Girls one. He uh, he sent us several tracks, but uh, we're gonna start with the Powerpuff Girls. And really, that first track was uh, was pretty intense. I got a lot of um, different uh, feelings for it, but we'll let you guys listen to it. And we'll talk about it in just a second. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was pretty intense. Um, yes. What were your thoughts on that first clip? Well, one thing that I find really interesting and something interesting that about like basically the whole package of clips that he sent is, I mean, they they feel like demos in the best possible way because it feels like he's working, working through different themes that end up, some of them end up being in the final product of not necessarily just the intro theme music, but also like, the themes for characters throughout the show, which you were mentioning, you're like, oh, 
during us listening to it uh, together, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that's, you know, that's, that's so, so I don't want to steal your thunder on that. <laughs> uh, but I think that's probably one of the coolest things for me is like seeing the evolution of how we got to, to our final Powerpuff Girls theme we got today. I think, cause you can hear like almost in every single Bits track, it, yeah. the foundations of where we ended up getting. Yeah, no, I think it's really cool just cause he, you know, it's almost like an artist, you know, like a, 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 an illustrator. Mm-hmm. It's like he was sketching. Yes. And so it's like it's, you hear bits of themes here. The one that stuck out to me was like the you hear like the boom, boom, boom. Like that sounds like very it's like, oh, that's Fuzzy Lumpkins. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then some ominous music. You're like, is this him or mm-hmm. maybe like a something that ended up being Mojo Jojo? Like, what is this? Absolutely. Yeah. And just the. Because initially, as you might have heard in our episode or not, and we'll totally just you know put that here right now, uh, the idea that he said that mu- music that he intended for the girls ended up being like the intense fight villain theme music, not necessarily the girls' theme music. Yeah. And so you can hear him like working through the idea that, oh, because like that theme where they're about to go fight the villains kind of pops up throughout this and it's like oh so he meant that to be their theme instead of the and in, instead of the three variations on um, the theme for each uh, for blossom Bubbles yeah. and buttercup how they each had their own identity yeah. or like iconic sound exactly yeah that was that was pretty cool and it, it's cool that you know we, we can kind of lead into that second clip uh go ahead and play that and then we'll discuss like the progression of it we're gonna do a song that you never heard before Yeah, that one's a, it's a little different. It's and a yeah, little different. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but in like the best possible way. And it's that one to me, because um, also referenced in his episode is he said that one of the cool things of working in animation is that he gets to not only explore, he gets to explore scoring for different mediums. And he talked about in, in his episode about how there were some Powerpuff Girls episodes that were like straight up horror movie, but you know, they were a children's uh, cartoon show. Um, And that he got to do that in the lens of animation. So it's a little bit more lighthearted and probably ends positively and like, you know, horror movies uh, for the most part. So he kind of incorporates all these kind of genre elements that are in like, kind of like quote adult media into his, his uh, scoring for a, animated 
uh, medium, which I find really interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely. I uh, We kind of talked about it, but it, we're definitely getting like early 2000s action movie vibes. Exactly. Like, I thought the Italian job was starting. Yeah, like, where's was, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, it's like I got a little bit of Guy Ritchie too, like yeah, some yeah, yeah. snatch in there as well. <laughs> like just with how the elements were all kind of composed together, just really, really dug on it. In, in, Cause it, it's like, it, it, that also feels similar to like being a product of its times, but in like the best possible way. Cause no, this yeah. is like, it's like a know, time capsule. You're like, exactly. Oh, that's what the shit sounded like in the early two mm-hmm. thousands. Like this is tight. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of talking about the body of work, you see kind of how different he can get as far as like mingling in between genres and fusing genres. Uh, the second set of clips he sent us was the uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I love it. So I know that hits close for you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, I probably out of all of all of the uh, programs that we are going to cover today in today's episode, I probably watched the most Fosters actually out of even more than Powerpuff yeah. Girls. Cause I didn't have cable when Powerpuff was oh, okay. on. So it was only like, can watch it at my grandma's or whatever yeah. kind of thing. So, but just getting into that first one, we'll go ahead and play that for you guys and then get into it in just a second. Okay, so that one's cool because you really, the core of the actual theme is there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the, that's one thing that I find so special because he, he talks about this verbatim on, on the episode as well, where he says, he was told by Craig McCracken that he should, it's like he liked the building blocks of it and he liked where it was, but he just needed it faster because it felt 
if I remember him saying this right, it's like felt like almost like, you know, a little bit morose or somber. And so he popped it up to like four quadruple time, basically. Um, you know, the same, those core elements are still there. You know, you've got, you know, the player piano type of sound and the, and like the instrumentation and just the ukulele or whatever acoustic type of guitar instrument yeah. going on in that. Um, and then, you know, that's how, what really sold it into being uh, psychedelic, um, psychedelic folk music i'm trying to was it psychedelic folk or i think you said ragtime psychedelic ragtime that's, that's even what, better yeah. that's even better i was like, that's I was definitely, like psychedelic folk. it's no, definitely psychedelic like ragtime. yeah, yeah. The, the player piano like effect definitely oh, gives it like that kind so of good. idea but you know we talked about like the piano leading this off and how it's like the is that the quarter notes is that what it is mm-hmm. and it just sounds like straight up like some 1970s like like a like uh, electronic electronic lights orchestra, some shit yes, like that. Absolutely. And and that's interesting because in the show, I feel like I feel like the show, the way it lends itself, because Powerpuff I feel feels like two thousands, but I feel but the show of Fosters has a tone that could feel like those that era, if you know what I mean. No, yeah, yeah. It, totally. It's definitely set more in like a modern day context, but with just the way, like, the colors and the art style looks just kind of has a little bit of that psychedelic vibe No, yeah, vibe and to it's it. totally, like, shows through in, like, the way he approached the score with this. Absolutely. So after, you know, you kind of hear a lot of the elements, but he also sent us the final version of the theme, and so I'll let you guys check that out now. Okay, so you can definitely tell like a lot of those elements are there, but they're very much refined. Oh yeah. And that and that's one thing that I was talking with a coworker just today about how your first draft is gonna be giving you all of you your raw materials, you know, it no matter what art form. You know, mine was talking about writing, but like composing, you know, video editing, whatever it is. Your first draft is gonna be like, okay, let's put it all put it all out there, see what we got. Then our second and further drafts are going to be the refinement process. We're going to get to the crystallization of the ideas we're trying to convey. And if you have a final draft that is like, that gets it and that nails it, which I feel like this does because I love this show and I feel like this theme perfectly encapsulates it, then it's going to crystallize into being what this show is about, like a mission statement almost. Um, And I think that it just does that so beautifully. And then like all the additional elements that are added throughout, like 
you know, the, the addition or the more prominence of the kazoo. And I don't know if that's a theremin and I forgot to ask. It sounds like it. Yeah. Like at some points and then just all of it, all of it coming together, speeding up the tempo. And he went ahead, took that uh, bass line on a walk. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, God damn, this is funky. There is a lot of funky bass throughout, uh, throughout Jim Venable's works. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, you could definitely see like the amalgamation of styles. Yeah. There's like, you feel like it goes from like rockabilly to jazz. Mm, to, you're like, God dang, absolutely. dude, like this is all over the place. But it really is refined and really encapsulated in that final theme, which like, you know, um, I think we we're talking about it. Like I kind of got the clips mixed up, but I didn't know which one was the final theme. And I played one and like within like the first second, you knew that I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Just that you just need that opening notes and you can see like in my mind you hear that kind of like reversed carnival back masking yeah 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 yeah. and it's like but and then when it does that it's like i think it's like fade from black onto this into the house that's the home for imaginary friends and it's like oh yeah there we are yeah it's amazing (laughs) well it's so cool to see like you know it's so high on recall for you because you instantly knew and I think that's probably one of the highest level of success that he can attribute. That's something that's intangible mm-hmm. that people are like, I knew within a second that that was your song. And for him, that has to feel good. Like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I mean, my show was on point then. That's amazing. Uh, well, closing with the last clip that he sent us. Uh, this one is pretty intense. Yeah, absolutely. It is. <laughs> and so he sent us, uh, I guess it's an idea of like general themes and stuff for Samurai Jack, but we'll let you guys check that out real quick now.
Okay, so there's several things that stick out and you're like, okay, this is definitely Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch all that much Samurai Jack to the chagrin of my roommate, Caleb, but I do like it as a show and it's all fantastic. Um, I find it interesting that at one point we talk about in the episode 1968 Planet of the Apes score uh, by Jerry Goldsmith and he referenced that and then I'm getting the same vibes from that title theme in this track where it's like that, you know, like that yeah, rhythmic, it's all, yeah, the echoes yeah. popped up really high and it's just like all of those things added together and it's like, oh, this shouldn't work together, but it does in a kind of strange way. And I have no idea if that little piece, cause this one, it feels like a lot of like he's working through a lot of different themes in this one yeah, there's, reel here. There's definitely like, you're like, okay, this is like, he's like about to approach someone and maybe get into a fight. And like, this is definitely like when he's, uh, you know, just walking, like traveling somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of like the, the techno stuff really reminds me, or I don't know if it's technically techno or like electronic or whatever you want to label it as. Mm-hmm. There's like an episode where he he goes like Jack goes through a it's like a rave. Oh, and that's like vibes as fuck like that. I'm like, that has to be what that's from. Like that has to be from that episode because it instantly popped into my head. I was like, that must be what this is from. Yeah. And just like with Foster's did for for me, for you, this was like the thing you're like, oh, it just like the music changes like, you know, after that kind of weird arrhythmic stuff at the front. Um, and you're like, oh, this is Samurai Jack. Like just, you know, like even if it's prototypical Samurai Jack, like we get there like to, you know, like he worked through all this to give us the refinement in the score that he did today. So no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is a, it was really fun. I, it was really cool for him to send us this and kind of be able to do this in this format. I don't know. It was just kind of an idea. We yeah. came up with after the episode, and I just thought it'd be a cool way to release these tracks instead of just like blasting them out. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you know you should definitely go on Twitter and tweet at him. I'm sure he'd love to engage with any of you about any of these things, especially because like one thing that I, I I hope and pray that most of these amazing composers um, we get to interview. Like, I, I don't want them to feel like they're, they're, their work is lost to time or that people don't care. Because I think more than anything, I feel like we are showing that there is a community out there that cares. About oh, yeah, definitely. And it's cool that they're, you know, willing and like taking the time to be able to come talk to us. And Absolutely. Like entertain our, <laughs> entertain yeah, our questions. For sure. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you coming back, Alexandra. Oh, this is a really you. cool thing to be able to talk to him. Yeah. And so. I'm just on this blue comfy couch in, you know, the Toons <laughs> Toons Studios here at the Tower Theater. <laughs> uh, well, real quick, why don't you tell people where they can follow you on social and like follow some of your projects and everything. You got it. Well, you can first find uh, the show that I'm on, The Cinematic Schematic, um, on uh, thecinematropolis.com. Um, we, I host a little se- a segment called Soundtrack where we talk about film scores. So if you liked, basically it's this format. Basically, <laughs> like for the, for my part of the show. So if you like this, you'll love that. I promise you. Um, so you can follow follow some of my work there. Um, you can also follow me personally on social media, which I talk about movies, games, anime, movies, music, wrestling. I mean, all of it. So you can follow follow me on Twitter 
at Alex V. Brohannon, B-R-O-H-A-N-N-O-N. And you can follow me on the same handle on Instagram as well. Sweet. And yeah. as always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast. T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Google Play and iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. So special thanks to Jim Venable for sending us this music. We love it, Jim. Thank Thank you you. so much, Jim. (laughs) Seriously. And we'll catch you guys next time.